0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate right around the UAE and available this morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon. And it's another Saturday morning. Yes, the weekend it's arrived and the first weekend for February and it's the third day of of the month. Hope you've got something planned for the weekend. Tell you what... I am looking forward to seeing this movie Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Should be a good one. This weekend it is playing at Dubai Hills, so you might want to check that one out. And coming up in just a moment, we have the Saturday morning property market update, which is back for a brand new year for 2024. We pick up where we left off towards the end of December with our panel who are eagerly standing by keener than ever it would have to be said ready to impart their real estate professional knowledge and advice to you and to me and I see a recent elimination of the minimum down payment required for the UAE Golden Visa is poised to significantly boost Dubai's real estate market now previously investors required a minimum of 1 million dirhams down payment to qualify for the 10 year golden visa. But now things have changed, and we will talk about that more in just a moment.
0: It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast.
1: Yes, that is the announcement for the 2024 property market update. And first off, we go to Michael Doyle. Good morning, Michael. You're part of the panel back from Chicago after your holiday break. How were those cold temperatures that you were looking forward to feeling? Good
2: morning, Craig. That's right. Yeah, back from Chicago. Uh, you know, it wasn't actually too cold over there. Well, coming from Ireland, I'm saying that it was. We kept it above zero degrees, though. So, so no, uh, no snow or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was a nice change, that's for sure. Uh, Chicago is a beautiful city. So plenty of shopping, a little bit of drinking, plenty of eating, and uh, spent some time in Millennium Park as well. So glad to be back now, and uh, you know, do my part to get those get those DLD transactions up.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good to have you back Rounak Thakur he is also back so how did your break go uh, Rounak? or did you have to sort of grind it out and work so I actually
0: had to work over here I had to do the grind I was really jealous of Mikey because he had actually gone to Chicago he kept sending me pictures oh wow that looks like Gotham City but nothing compared to Dubai I absolutely loved it over here and I had to grind it out
1: All right, so let's go to you, Mario, because we got a question that came through from one of the the listeners, and they were asking about townhouses, semi-detached villas after 20 years. I think the question was sort of revolving around renovation and the sort of permission that they required. So
3: you got a bit of an answer for that. Good morning, Craig. Yes. And hello to all the listeners. This is a little bit on the back of what we were discussing the other day about uh, the longevity of buildings. And it's good that obviously we're now focusing on villas and townhouses. Slightly different. uh, I think you'll find that villas and townhouses potentially uh, are going to last longer, but the listener here is talking about renovations. So I have to assume he's talking about upgrading kitchens bathrooms perhaps flooring walls that kind of thing if it's a, a villa community the developer is very much still involved the developer is involved when you come to sell the property where you'll need an noc and when it comes to renovations again you'll have to involve the uh, the developer because it depends what type of renovations you're looking at if it's literally just upgrading kitchens and bathrooms there'll be no problem at all but if you're going to do extensive modernization kind of of in one go, then you also will need municipality consents as well. But I think you'll find that unless someone is looking to extend, the developer literally it's it's just a piece of paper that just needs stamping. When it comes to extensions and making the property even bigger then obviously surveyors come in and they evaluate and then there will be further charges because the uh, developer will not give permission without actually cutting a piece of the action in terms of fees. So it's generally quite simple. Just involve the developer. Make sure that you have all your paperwork in place. If it's extensive, then you'll need municipality consents. And especially if you are extending, if it's just renovations, it's fairly straightforward.
1: Mm, Okay, yeah, so the, the message there is make sure you get your ducks all lined up, especially when it comes to the paperwork. All right. Well, let's talk about villas with you, Michael, for 2024. I think there's been a number of people sort of wondering what is happening around the demand for villas and is the trend likely, particularly the upward trend, likely to continue? So what is happening in that space?
2: Yes, Craig, to be honest, uh, obviously, we're just into 2024 now, uh, but we're still seeing the uptrend. You could say it's almost double that of, you know, the the figures that the apartments are rising at demand wise. So around 15 percent for villas and townhouses and, you know, a steady 8 percent demand uh, compared to last last period for apartments. But I mean, families and high net. Uh, where individuals seem to be kind of driving this trend, Craig, with a preference for larger and more private residences, obviously when they move over. Uh, I'm dealing with mostly young families these days, Craig and, and one of the common complaints I'm hearing of viewings is that some of them are actually struggling to get spaces for their children in Dubai's prominent schools uh, with so many people coming over, so uh, a lot of them are actually considering moving to the borders of Sharjah and Abu Dhabi to to utilise their educational institutes, so uh, the demand keeps rising for villas and townhouses is for sure and it doesn't look like it's going away Uh, it's what people want yeah i don't don't expect that to kind of be overtaken by apartments anytime soon anyway
1: And what about the inquiry rate? Like, I know that we're just at the start of 2024, but you've had good inquiries in terms of the villas because of that change of location that you're selling now into? There's
2: so many inquiries coming in at the moment. There's not that many properties on the market in Jumeirah Park where I'm particularly working to kind of service the, uh, you know, the demand. There's a lot of inquiries and it's not really an investor area. A lot of people move in there to live there. So, you know, properties don't go on the market as often. Often I say somewhere like Marina, JLT, downtown. So uh, yeah, there's a much longer list of people searching for properties than there is for uh, people selling properties. And that's definitely increased even in the last few months.
1: And of course, the other thing that is really starting to get back on the table at the moment is this 1% payment plan, which has really caught the imagination, I think, of a lot of people. In 2024,
0: a lot of developers are coming up with this 1% payment plan. And the reason for that is because people don't want to pay up 10 to 20% lump sum amount in two or three months. And it's a very budget friendly plan, I would say. And also the end users, just like how Mikey said, uh, end users have also increased from 38% to 44% from last year. That's the reason a lot of developers uh, started coming up with 1% payment plan. Most developers also have to have a zing in their offer. And this 1% monthly payment plan right now is like the sweet spot.
1: All right, so let's have a look at these mortgage rates because there is a a lot of talk of mortgage rates coming down. Well, that remains to be seen really for 2024. The sentiment is a little bit mixed at the moment, but what are you seeing and what are you hearing in particular around that whole sentiment, Michael? I'm I'm seeing a lot more
2: inquiries, to be honest, Greg. There has been talk of of up to three cuts this year from the Federal Reserve in the US, and we haven't seen the cuts coming. Uh, Nothing has been done yet. But I mean, they've had a total of 11 hikes uh, previous to this, like in the interest rate, obviously in an effort to combat inflation. So, you know, as Mario always says, what goes up must come down. So there is an assumption that they're going to make a move soon. So, yeah, a lot of people are kind of, you know, checking their options when it comes to mortgages, seeing what rates they have. And, you know, a lot of people that even could buy with cash are now kind of considering financing because obviously, you know, it's it's an easier option for them if they can get it, if they can get a, a decent rate. So a lot more talk in the market.
1: There's two sides to the coin. There is the expectation and then there is the reality with what may or may not happen with the Fed, particularly around uh,
3: mortgage rates. That's true, Craig. And with mortgage rates, uh, what the listeners need to understand is that uh, the dirham is pegged to the dollar and therefore any any interest rate changes in America will immediately take effect here so in fact the fed didn't change rates of this week immediately the the central bank followed suit so again didn't do anything i think i think it's right what michael says uh, there is this expectation of rates have to come down in fact a lot of the uh, commentators are are actually surprised that they, they haven't come down yet. There is talk, a lot of hawkish talk coming out of the Fed, that even in March, that's not going to happen. I actually think there's going to be potentially more than three rate cuts this year. I think we're probably, from my opinion only anyway, uh, probably looking at double that but it's when are they going to start. So the mortgage market here is very competitive. The banks uh, do look at this uh, carefully, but they don't necessarily try to attract the, the the investor or the buyer from the profit rate alone. Uh, there are kind of two rates. Uh, if you are local or Emirati, you get a, a slightly better loan to ra- value rate than if you are an expat. But of course, what these banks are also doing is they're factoring in other products which uh, would increase that loan to value rate and potentially also allow you to factor in agents fees uh, and other sort of transactional fees into the loan. So very competitive. And yes, we're we're waiting. We know it's going to happen. And that will, again, add more fuel to the fire because more people will actually come to the market if obviously uh, mortgages are a bit cheaper
1: talking about the preferential treatment i said at the very start there have been some changes with regard to the golden visa rules in dubai they are changing so tell us a little bit about this uh, one raunak in terms of what has changed
0: absolutely craig so first uh, if you wanted a golden visa you had to invest two million and then you would get a golden visa And then that changed to, you know, you just need to invest 1 million, but the property worth should be 2 million. Now they have completely removed that whole down payment thing. And now you can just get a golden visa on a 20% down payment on a 2 million and plus property. It's obviously to entice all the investors to come in and stay in long-term in Dubai.
1: Now, we were just talking about villa inheritance, and Michael, I think you've got a rare occurrence uh, where recently with a villa, you had some sort of an inquiry. So tell us a little bit more about this, because it tends to happen more often than not. I think uh, a lot of people think that these inheritance are a little bit isolated, but there are a number of them happening in any one year.
2: Yeah, that's correct, Craig. Uh, I just hadn't had an occurrence like this uh, in, in my time in the market. So uh, yeah, there's, there's a villa actually a, a buyer of mine uh, he owns a villa in Jamara Park and he's had his eye on this other villa for a while uh, very run down a four bed legacy we call it a very big plot very huge garden but you know you can see from outside that it's it's not in good condition at all it's been derelict for some time so he's been asking me to track down the owner so we can make him an offer and you know see if we can see if we can take it off and be perfect for renovation and resale so been a long time I've been trying to find the owner of it um, and I found some information there last week that the owner has actually passed away recently. She had not done out her will, let's say. So there's actually a court battle now between her brother and her son for who, who can actually take ownership of the villa. Quite a rare occurrence. I hadn't seen anything like that over here. We'll see what happens uh, depending on who takes ownership and what they want to do with it. Uh, perhaps Perhaps we can get it on the market. You know, a little bit of a strange one.
1: Well, it comes back to the paperwork. Mario was talking about getting the renovation paperwork done. you got to make sure that you get your, your will all sorted out in terms of who gets what. Otherwise, you know, this
3: is exactly what happens, particularly around property, of course. That's right, Craig, because uh, just like we mentioned about paperwork, it, uh, some time ago, the, uh, the UAE only followed the Sharia law when it came to inheritance and, and whether the deceased and or their family were uh, Muslims or not, they had to follow the same Sharia law as if you were Muslim. But a few years back, the law changed. And this is another example of what we were talking about in past podcasts, where Dubai property market, the UAE property market, perhaps in in a wider point, is maturing because they changed the law to allow non-Muslims to be able to obviously do their own wills. They started off at the DIFC, which is the financial centre uh, entity where you would go and uh, and organise, you know, your your will. Now, this particular case that Michael's talking about, obviously, I, I wasn't necessarily aware of uh, the, the nationality or, or the ethnicity of of the of the deceased. But clearly, if there is no will, there's always going to be a dispute. But as long as uh, the the individuals in, in question have got their wills, whether they uh, are Muslim and therefore follow the Sharia law, or whether they have whether they're not and therefore have um, the the wills in place, everything runs smoothly. Uh, he hasn't heard of it because obviously he was dealing in in other areas now. With uh, when it comes to to villas, I suppose you're you're dealing more with families, and I suppose then. As the person gets older or perhaps passes away, it'll become more and more commonplace for him. But it's all it's all good for listeners to understand that, you know, going forward, the UAE market, the, the Dubai market in general is, is making steps and in the right direction. And again, going back to the golden visa that Raunak was talking about, you know, they haven't moved the goalposts when it comes to the value of the property, but they have made it easier for more people to enter uh, this, this sphere to be able to get that golden visa by not necessarily having to put as much money down to be eligible for it. Of course, all the other criteria still remain the same. But again, another step towards that maturity, another step towards a more safe environment, which adds to Dubai's allure anyway. It's always been safe, but I'm talking about safe in terms of investment. We strive on and more and more people will will come to realise that it's the one of the best investments uh, in the globe so, at the moment.
1: Yeah. And the government, of course, Uh, making it a little easier to get into, which isn't always the case because even though Dubai is very much forward thinking in terms of what is happening in the place, I mean, there are so many great talking points. There was a rejection for an inflatable water park and Raunak, I think you can come in and tell us a little bit about this because there were a number of rejections for this inflatable water park. What can you tell us? Absolutely, correct. So I met a guy and he was telling
0: me about his business. He actually has a business in inflatable water parks. It's right by JBR Blue Waters and how he got rejected by the government 617 times because they couldn't grasp the idea that he wanted to actually rent out water. So, you know, going back and forth with them and he finally got his permission to actually set up that inflatable water park. And now he actually holds the Guinness Book of World Record for having the largest inflatable water park in the world.
1: Well, you know, 617 rejections. And then what happened was the authority realized that there was a Guinness World Record on the line and suddenly it was rubber stamped. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. No, but he also had issues with the developers as well. The developers had their properties their uh, you know, like master plan right next to his water park
1: all right well that's a nice little way to wrap up and i know that mario you like me you're probably looking forward to seeing uh, this movie ferrari
3: i've got to let you into a secret i've already seen it and it is a very very good film yes when you mentioned it earlier i thought oh yeah i can say something about that great film it's a great historical film little bit gory i would uh, no spoiler alerts but i would actually say to people it's quite graphic in certain parts all right well i'm looking forward to
1: seeing it, Mario. Enjoy your weekend and uh, catch you back uh, next week, of course.
3: Thank you very much, Craig, and goodbye. Happy weekend to all the listeners. Great to catch you up,
2: Craig. Great to chat to you and uh, good weekend to all the listeners and yourself. Thank you, Craig, and speak to you
0: soon. The Skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.